Welcome to the Debra Unfiltered Podcast. We are your hosts, our Mary, Dr. Nafi, and Anna Faye Butner. We are here to engage, educate, and hopefully empower you. Today's episode is going to be about forgiveness. For most Muslims around the world, it is that time of the year when we fast from sun up to sundown, known to most as Ramadan. Now, I'm not a big fan of Ramadan because I love to eat. So Ramadan is very, very difficult for me. (laughs) But uh, something that most Muslims do before we start the Ramadan month is call around and ask for forgiveness from friends, from family, from coworkers, from people that you deal with on a daily basis, sometimes even neighbors. And um, in the spirit of discussing about forgiveness, I thought that was a good place to start. So is this something that either of you typically do um, before you start fasting? I'll start with you, Al Mary. I don't. I mean... <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not like going around and say, hey, like, obviously, I would have called you guys and be like, by the way, <laughs> you know, I'm asking <laughs> for forgiveness. Um, but no, I do not. I mean, I do it like at home, um, obviously, with my husband, because he's home, like, hey, honey, you know, whatever. Um, but it's not like um, intentionally going around and asking for that. Um And I don't know, it's just not a habit, I guess. And, Mm -hmm. um, but I think maybe I should, but I I almost feel like, I don't know, I I guess I kind of feel like if I do that, is it really being sincere? Um, Am I just doing that because I'm about to fast, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So I kind of find it a little bit sometimes hypocritical because Mm -hmm. um, maybe I should do that more often than, than not. I try to to the best that I can if I think I've hurt somebody I've done it intentionally especially or even sometimes unintentionally but if I see like somebody kind of has a face a different face I'll say if I've done something to you you know apologize whatever um I am very quick to apologize if I know I've wronged somebody um and I kind of um just kind of live like that so I didn't I guess I'm just not in that habit of, hey, I'm asking for forgiveness. And um, maybe I'm just not there spiritually yet um, to feel like I have to ask for forgiveness. Because, again, I just think that um, I just don't want to do it because it's that time. Like, I just want to make sure that when I'm doing it, I'm very sincere about it. Mm hmm. And um, like I said, I feel like I apologize as I go along anyway. So hopefully I don't have like something so heavy, like somebody really hates me and I didn't apologize. Because if that's the case, I hope they open up and they tell me, you know, and and then I and then I could apologize. Right. I don't mm-hmm. know. What do you think, Dr. Nafi? So I think that you actually hit the nail square in the head. This whole thing during Ramadan, this whole mass texting that people sent, I hate it. Because like you said, it it's not authentic. It's not sincere. Right. Right. I get all kinds of texts from people I have I don't talk to for the whole year. Mm. And then everybody sends this random text. Oh, if I they don't even put your name on it. It's a mm. it's a mass, it's a mass task. That says, 
if I have offended you, please forgive me. But it doesn't address me as, hey, Nafi, if I have fo- right. offended you, right? So I could, right. I could clearly tell that it's a mass task. And some people have no shame. They would actually hit the forward button where you could see the little check mark that it was forwarded. <laughs> there was no kind of thought to it. Okay? <laughs> but I, I digress. It's just, I don't, I don't think, and, and we're so big on that. When Ramadan is coming, everybody runs, sends this taxes to everybody. Right. My thing is that if you've wronged somebody, especially if you knowingly wronged somebody, maybe sometimes we do wrong people unknowingly, right? We, it wasn't right. our intention. So we, we, in, in those cases, we don't truly know that we've offended you. Right. So then there would be no need for us to actually ask for forgiveness because we were, were not aware that we've, mm. uh, we've we've wronged you in those cases. I get it. But in cases where you know fully well you've wronged this person because you haven't talked to them because of an argument that happened or transpired where you did something unforgivable. And then when Ramadan rolls around, instead of picking up the phone, calling that person to admit right? Or to take accountability for something you've done, you send this random text that you've sent to everybody in your contact list that says, oh, hey, please forgive me if I've wronged you. Mm. I don't think they're authentic. I don't respond to those. Me neither. So, and, 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 and that's just how I feel about that. That's an appeal. <laughs> yeah. As far, so there you have it, people. If I'm on your contact list, please do not send me these mask forgiving taxes because it doesn't work. But let's talk about actually what forgiveness is, because then maybe we can understand it, why we're even doing it wrong in the first place. Right. So or maybe we should ask Anna. Anna, do you want to talk a little bit about these masks, um, tax texts that go around to you? Yeah. Have you gotten them and, and what's your take on it? Yeah, I am also, unfortunately, (laughs) in the same boat with you guys where I just don't respond to them. I don't find them sincere. And I can say that there's like literally three people that have Mm. sent me sincere text messages that I received. One was my dad, one was my close friend, Mansata, and one of my really close guy friends, Kalifa. Like these are the three people where it was addressed to me Mm -hmm. and we don't even like there's really nothing to forgive, but just because they're very religious right. people, mm. they're doing what is, you know, slash religion slash cultural thing to do. Mm-hmm. And they're well aware of my stance with religion. I've already shared here that I'm not a religious person. I don't follow any religion. Mm-hmm. I am more spiritual and it took years to get to where I am today. So I just feel like sometimes even your own siblings, your own mom will send mm-hmm. you like these masks. And you're like, mm-hmm. mom, what are you mm-hmm. doing? Mm-hmm. Like, it's me. Like, just be like, hey, moi, you know, because mm-hmm. my close family call me moi, like this and that and that. And that I, I feel like even if there's beef going on between us, I feel like that's not enough, guys, because mm-hmm. these yeah. blanket um, forgivenesses that we're supposed to hand out to people who have hurt mm-hmm. you or caused you trauma or abused you. Like, you know, uh, Dr. Nafi, I know before we started uh, recording, we had talked about discussing toxic mm-hmm. forgiveness. So that's definitely a mm-hmm. topic we're going to get into in a little bit. But yes, mm-hmm. I'm with you both in that these mass text messages before 
uh, Ramadan to ask for forgiveness, it's bullshit. I feel mm -hmm. like if you really hurt somebody, you need to create the space to have an honest and sincere conversation before right. Ramadan and right. also address the issues and give it a name. Like, don't hide behind, it's about to be Ramadan. Let me just say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for. for what, what are you what? sorry for? Right. What did you exactly. do that hurt this person that now you're apologizing for? Name it. Right. right? And own your part in it. Take accountability right. so that the person can feel it and then start the process of forgiveness. And forgiveness is a process. It doesn't happen overnight. Right. If someone doesn't just say, I forgive you and they're done, like give them right. the space to go through all the phases of forgiveness they need to go through to get to a place where they're healed. And right. it's real when they say you're forgiven. Mm -hmm. okay, right. And sometimes it doesn't mean necessarily like, you know, they, they've forgiven you. Well, they've forgiven you, but for them, it's more so like, I just want to move on. Like, I don't want to mm -hmm. deal with you anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, I just forgive you. It's not like, oh, let, let's be BFFs anymore. It's yeah. like, I forgive you for my own sanity and you have a great life and let's just keep it moving. Like, I think you have to be in the space, you know, I mean, and I've, thank God, you know, for me, where I am, I, I think you kind of grow into that space of maturity, spirituality, whatever you want to call it, where you just know that, number one, I'm very, like, I'm, like, easy, for sure, easy to forgive, like, I don't hold things in my head and just kind of carry this grudge or whatever, I don't hold that, I forgive and I move on, but I never forget, and mm -hmm. I just know where I'm going to like limit you, right? Like, okay, if you've done certain things to me, if it's gone to a certain level, like I've forgiven you because, hey, I'm not trying to, I don't want to, you know, I don't want you to have any kind of sins because of me, whatever. No, like, you know, you move on, but I see you on that side. Like, just keep it right there. And mm -hmm. I'm good here. Doesn't mean necessarily like we got to be all cool and stuff. It just means mm -hmm. that you keep your end. But for me personally, I just know that because I'm a sinner as well, as long as I'm human, I sin and I pray for forgiveness every day to the almighty. So I do know that I should be, if I'm asking God to forgive me, I should also have the heart to be able to forgive people and as easily. And, um, but it's a process and you have to get there gradually. Not everybody can get there and certain things hurt more than other things. Mm -hmm. um, but I think you also have to know, like we were talking earlier, like how to limit yourself when you go into with certain people, how you hang around them, how mm -hmm. you just go into like slowly. Because when you go into hard, I think sometimes that's when you get hurt because people are going to F, F you up. Like mm -hmm. really, it's just going to happen. So you just have to know really how to manage people, manage your emotions. If you know you're the sensitive part, you know, um, a person, and so mm -hmm. and so, um, you just have to know how to deal with it. But forgive easily, never forget, and mm -hmm. and you know, just keep it moving. For me, I like that. Um, so let's talk about what forgiveness truly means. What does it look like to forgive somebody? Right. Um, and I know that in most religions, not just in Islam, but in most religions, they teach forgiveness, right? Mm -hmm. Meaning you forego like vengeance and, and not, you know, hold grudge. And so in general, when we ask ourselves what for forgiveness is or what it looks like, 
there's different components of, of what it is and what is the process. And like you said, Awa, it is forgiveness is a process. It's not a checklist. And that's why when I get those mass texts, it appears to be a checklist. Oh, I sent the forgiveness text. What's next? Okay, this is next on the list. Like it, it's not a checklist. So it's more of a process that a person has to go through. And so in general, to forgive somebody uh, or the act of forgiveness is just an intentional and like a voluntary decision to let go of resentment, grudge or bitterness, right? Of, or anger, regardless of whether the person asked or deserved forgiveness. Because we sometimes are stuck on the fact that somebody hasn't asked for forgiveness, so we're mm -hmm. not going to forgive them. Right. Or somebody does not mm -hmm. deserve my forgiveness, so we hold on to the grudge a little bit longer. And I know that personally, I have learned to forgive people, even though in my heart of hearts, I don't think they deserve it. But what I was doing is to free myself of this hold mm -hmm. that their, their, their wrongdoing onto me has had. The effect of feeling sad, feeling upset. Every time the name is spoken, I feel like I'm going to go in a hissy, you know, fit or rage or your blood pressure shooting off the roof, like anxiety. These are things that happen when you are holding a grudge right? It manifests as a physical and psychological pain. And so I feel that if, if, if a person forgives somebody who has wronged them, it's not necessarily for that guy or that person. It is for your own good. You're doing it so you can move on and be in a better space emotionally and mentally. So the different types, uh, based on what I learned about, about, um, forgiveness the different types is either you do you have a, a unilateral forgiveness or you have a transactional forgiveness and a, a unilateral forgiveness is pretty much when you forgive somebody without them asking or uh, repenting right so mm -hmm. that is mostly for yourself it means that you are trying not to have them have a, a hold on to your life and so you forgive them without them ever saying you know, I wronged you. And in these cases, some, some, some examples of these cases where you would need to do a, a unilateral forgiveness is for if the person has passed on. You're never going to get them to admit the wrong they've done to you. For example, a person who has raped you as a child, so a person who have molested you, or even a parent who had prevented you from becoming the best you can by maybe sending you to an early marriage, right? And you never got to the potential you were supposed to be. So you have all these grudges and anger built in your life against this person who you feel wronged you, right? So if that person, let's say, died without you and them ever having to fix that situation, right? You don't want to keep going on and having this eat at you. So what you do in that sense, you do what's called a unilateral forgiveness, which you're doing for your own without that person having to re uh, repent for their sins. I actually had to go through uh, this type of, 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 of forgiveness, which is the unilateral type. And I have mm -hmm. to say, it took me a long time to do that. 
And I mentioned this publicly when I talked about my brother's death and the people who murdered my brother. Mm. It, to me, I was in a really bad space for a long time just because of the anger that it caused my family, right? <clears throat> and so emotionally. So I, I never thought I would forgive these people. But I came to a place, just like, like I was saying, it's a process to forgive mm-hmm. somebody. And I had to learn to forgive, not because I was condoning what they were doing or excusing it or forgetting it, but I needed to do it for my own sanity, my own emotional well-being. And so I, I, I learned to forgive these people who killed him. Now, that's not to say that they shouldn't pay for what they did. Those are two separate things. But I forgave them for the call, the 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 um the the just what they've caused my family, the pain that they've caused my family. I've chosen to forgive that just so I can move on and be a better person for my family, my husband, my friends. Because when we carry that grudge or that ill, you know, pain in our bodies it manifests in a different way where we're not able to be the best we can be for the people around us, right? When you start a new relationship and you bring the old garbage with you, the old like junk with you, you are not being the best you can be in that relationship because you're bringing all of the negative energy and you could do the same with your children. You're not the best parent just because you're holding on to a lot of pain that you've had throughout your life. So, you know, those are some of the advantages of just, forgiving somebody is that you you know you free yourself from the pain and control of that person who's wronged you number one right and also you have a healthier relationship um so i'm gonna i'm gonna let you guys talk a little bit about it oh before i do hold on let me just continue and talk about the second part the second type which is the uh the transactional one it's pretty simple and straightforward and all it means is that the person who did you wrong or the offender asks for um, your forgiveness or they confess or they repent and in turn you forgive them so it's kind of a transactional thing they give something which is them confessing and in return you then forgive them so that's more of a transactional thing where everybody's doing a little bit of give and take as opposed to the unilateral one where the wrong, the person doing the wrong is not really asking to be repented. All right, I'll let you speak on that, Anna. I think um, my experience has been with, with forgiveness is dealing with the internal aspect of forgiveness, right? Where it has very little or nothing to do with the other person, where mm-hmm. it's like my personal choice to release the other person from, mm-hmm. you know, retribution or harm as a result of their offense. So it's mm-hmm. like coming to the point where you can even wish them well, where it's not yeah, based yeah. on their apology. Mm-hmm. It's not based on them repenting because yeah. it's an internal matter. So it's like a gift that I'm giving to myself. And it's like, I'm, I'm saying I'm going to set myself free and allow myself to live at peace with those, with the memories that were positive. And I feel like when we go through divorce, right? For example, that's one of those things that, you have to deal with where it's like it's an internal process 
you forgiving whatever had happened in that marriage that caused the divorce so that Mm -hmm. you can actually, like you said, Nafi, have peace so you can offer yourself to the next person, but the best version Mm -hmm. of yourself, not this hurt person, not this person Mm -hmm. who's now like very, you know, suspicious of everybody. Like, what do they really want from me? And, Mm -hmm. you know, but instead you're able to go in there like, with, with both eyes open, but honestly mm-hmm. giving up yourself. And then of course, there's always this, I feel like a lot of women will relate to is the second part of forgiveness <laughs> when dealing with infidelity. Because mm-hmm. I feel like when it comes to forgiving infidelity, a lot mm-hmm. of it has to do with reconciliation. So it's like forgiveness is needed, but also for the other spouse, or for the person who has dealt with being cheated on, you want to make sure that you feel safe. So mm-hmm. you want to see that the spouse who wronged you, that they have taken responsibility for their actions. You want to mm-hmm. see that they've grieved over the actions that and the pain that they've caused you, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the times in our community, what happens is when our husbands cheat, everybody else comes in and begs for their forgiveness. But where is, where, where is him? Where's the part where he gets to take responsibility? Where's Mm -hmm. the part that he says, you know, I'm grieving and I'm asking for your forgiveness. And then there's also the repeat offenders because they go and do chakara. They come, they say, I'm sorry. (laughs) Right. And then they're good for like two months, three months. They're behaving. Then they go back and do chakara. Then they come back and and they apologize. So it's like, uh uh-uh. My sister, at some point, you have to know that these I'm sorry's don't mean anything to him because he's mm-hmm. a repeat offender. What do you think, R? I completely agree with y'all. I mean, for sure. Um, I think most of the time I do the forgiveness just for my own sanity, right? Like you mentioned, Anna, it's just more so like I forgive this person because I just don't want to even hold that negative energy around me. Mm-hmm. Um that's one. And then I always think about like when I do things, right? For me personally, um, I do things that maybe I was like, I'm not too pleased. And things that I sometimes do and I'm trying to control myself more. Um, and it might be once a year or twice a year where I lash out at somebody and I hate how I feel after that. Mm-hmm. Like somebody will piss me off and then. Mm-hmm. The I don't know what I don't know what character really comes out, and um, it's happened. Um, I think late, like I would say, in in the gamut, it happened last year, once there, and then year before it happened here in Spain, like you know, another year, and it was just it's like ignorant people that take you to this level where you just like losing it, and you're losing it, and losing, it, and then next thing you know you're just cussing somebody out and I hate being that person because it takes me to this level of ignorance right for me to do that and then afterwards I'm like what the hell did I just do right actually I suffered like last year it happened twice in Gambia one at the airport and one at the ID place and I just can't like I hate that and then afterwards I feel so awful and I have to forgive myself, but I almost want to just go there and say, and apologize. Like, this is out of character. Mm-hmm. But I would just, I hate that you guys just push me. And I'm learning and, you know, I've been talking to my husband, obviously. It's like, you got to learn how to control your 
emotions to that level. And I hate when people just push you and push you and push you. It's almost like you're choking me and I can't breathe anymore. And I'm saying all this because I feel like sometimes when I do certain things like that, I'm asking God to forgive me. So obviously, if I'm asking God to forgive me, like this is really out of character, or maybe I cuss you out, or maybe I've said something that will actually really cut deep, right? Mm -hmm. And if I'm asking God to forgive me, I should have the same uh, level of sympathy Mm -hmm. or compassion and also forgive them because most of the Mm -hmm. time really is just ignorance. And I have to figure out a way to deal with ignorance and not fight ignorance. And um, it's very difficult sometimes to just be like, okay, you know what? They're not worthy of my time. Mm -hmm. They're not worthy of anything else. But it's like, you know, when you push me to a corner where you're kind of choking me, especially it's not so much so that, um, well, especially when I'm really like, it's like I need that response right away for example at the airport I needed for my mom to be able to check in and they're like they're closing the gate I'm like how are you closing a gate an hour and a half before you know she flies in well you got to be here three hours ahead okay we missed the three hours but it's hour and a half so you know I made it with it actually it was hour 45 so how is that like you're telling me she can't check in but she's mm-hmm. at the airport hour and hour 40 fast before, you know, she's sick, whatever. It's just the disrespect that comes with it. And that's when I think that's what it is. Mostly it's the disrespect and ignorance that I can't tolerate. It triggers you? Through, okay. It triggers me. And I don't know why it triggers me. And I'm learning, right? I'm learning more and more to just be like, ah, I don't pay them no mind. But it's, it does something to me. And I don't know how to like like not snap back and I will snap and the snapping is not cute. It's not pretty (laughs) and I hate it. And so um, for me, like personally, like, um, like Anna said, I try to release a lot more just for my own sanity. Like, okay, I forgive them. You know, I've had clearly a lot of family members that will do certain, you know, crazy things or Um, cousins here, friends, obviously I've had a lot of friends that have done crappy things to me. Um, but I, I forgive and I move on, but, um, to say that I forget is very difficult. Um, because for me, those are lessons that I learn and then I'm like, "Mm, okay. And then I just know how to handle and manage from that area. I don't push that. I think it just kind of was like, okay, this is this is how you stop. And I don't think anything is wrong with that per se, even though you know, uh, you know, the Quran does teach forgive and forget. But for me, the forgetting part is very mm-hmm. difficult because I don't know how I can forget that. How can right. you erase that all the way? I can erase that if it's my mother, if it's my kids, if it's my father, you know, people that are worthy of that. But not yeah. certain friends when you do certain things like that. I don't know how I can erase that. Well, but I don't you... think. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Anna. No, sorry. I was just gonna say uh, to <laughs> to our Mary, even family, and I know this is sensitive, but even fathers, mothers, brothers, children, like sometimes we feel like when they hurt us, when we forgive, we have to forget. But I feel like it's also an unrealistic expectation because they're human like Mm -hmm. anybody else and we are Mm -hmm. also human. So Mm -hmm. sometimes I feel like, you know, family, it's very sensitive, but 
We can't mm-hmm. just forgive them because they're family. I can't just forgive you because you're my sister. Like, Bingo. I can't just forgive you because you're my mom. There's mm-hmm. certain hurts and traumas and abuse that when the other family member does not take accountability, mm-hmm. it can be very difficult to give this blanket forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And that's where the, the toxic forgiveness comes in, where it's like you're forgiving someone when you feel, you still feel hurt. And you haven't gotten closure, but then you're expected to forgive them because they're your family member. And it's Mm -hmm. like, no, that's not okay. Because, I mean, let's think about it. At the core of toxic forgiveness, what it is, is a betrayal to yourself because you feel like, but I didn't get heard. I didn't get to share what I Mm -hmm. needed to share. I wasn't Mm -hmm. given the chance and the space to go through my process. But then everyone says, just balalko, just forgive them. Mm -hmm. And you're supposed to just eat that and keep moving. So you feel like you've betrayed yourself. And I, Mm -hmm. and and then that Mm -hmm. also, you know, pushes us into self-forgiveness. Like then we have to figure out how do we forgive ourselves? Because sometimes we talk about forgiving everybody else, but we Mm. know the things that we have done. When nobody else is there, we know our secrets that we carry with us. And sometimes we have to sit with ourselves and say, man, I got to forgive myself for these things. Mm -hmm. And I think we need to focus more on that before even forgiving your spouse, your children, your dad, forgive yourself. Like Mm -hmm. be like, man, I was a kid. I could not defend myself right Mm -hmm. in the case of being abused so you got to forgive yourself because sometimes we walk around like right you you know i'm a punk you know i stand up for myself i it Mm -hmm. was my fault maybe Mm -hmm. i shouldn't have done this but we got to learn to forgive ourselves and Mm -hmm. and it always starts with four four r's the first is take responsibility Mm -hmm. accept what has happened and show yourself compassion Mm -hmm. then it goes into remorse Use guilt and remorse as a getaway to positive behavior change. Instead of feeling guilty, change your behavior. Then there's restoration. Make amends with whoever you're you're forgiving, even if it's yourself. And I feel like that's the most important part. Sitting down with yourself, take a pencil and paper, journal, and make amends with yourself. And of course, the last one is renewal. Learn from the experiences and grow as a person. And here's Mm -hmm. an important key. A lot of family members and close friends that you've known for a long time, they want to hold you to the worst part of yourself. Remember when you used to be a liar, when you used to be a cheater, when you used to be a a, a shit starter, you were the drama queen, like everything ugly, right? And they want to keep you there. Oh, this one, that's the drama queen. And it's like, but you've grown past that. You've evolved past that. So when people want to hold you there, you just got to keep moving forward. Amen. I agree. Amen, girl. Definitely. And and another thing too, (laughs) I feel like when you forgive, like, you know, when you have this anger or whatever, um, it kind of like, increases your blood pressure and (laughs) you feel like you have anxiety and all these things so I feel like you know releasing that also kind of helps you just mentally uh, your entire immune system your health just becomes better so I agree with Anna you become a healthier you and I think yeah Anna, you, oh my gosh, when you said it, honey, I thought I was in church. I was going to say, hallelujah, girl, you don't hit it right in the head. Amen. What you said is perfectly true in a sense that um, 
we have this blanketed forgiveness where if you're in Gambia, when somebody says to you, Balal Ma'aha, you in turn are expected to say Balal Nalaha, even if you don't mean it. Mm-hmm. Speak one in honey. Mm-hmm. And that is the worst we could do for not just ourselves, but like, you know, for our family and our community, right? Because here's this person walking away thinking you forgave them, that they have fixed something. When mm-hmm. deep down inside, you are not forgiven. You haven't forgiven them, right? You mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. are holding on to the grudge. So the, so my question then becomes, do you have to, um, do you have to forgive somebody simply because they asked? Do you, if would they're you? genuine, if they're genuine about it, yeah. But if they're even not, if no. they're genuine, even if they're genuine, and they ask you to forgive, if you're still hurting, do you have to forgive at that I moment? I don't think so. I don't think so. That's what right. I'm saying. I think I think forgiveness. You have to be genuine with it. You have to mm-hmm. be sincere. So if you come and ask me, like if I'm the type that obviously you know people are different right I'm the type maybe they don't hold things that heavy so if you come in and you realize you know acknowledge that you've done some wrong you come in and apologize and like Anna said about what right and being specific about it then yeah, yeah we move on yeah. but doesn't you mean that I gotta, gotta come be... and start hugging and we just hu- hanging around and no you, right. you kind of check you out from one eye from afar and you gradually I mean that's trusting it's like if you beat an animal and you want, you're like, uh, come on. And, you know, you call the dog and come, let me, do you see the dog running to you and be, you know, come pet me? No, the dog will be looking at you like, do I trust you right now right. to come and bring my body or you're going to hit me again? It's the same way. You have to protect yourself as well. And as, as humans, we have, we have that instinct already to like, okay, I don't want to get hurt again. So obviously I'm not going to put myself out there again in whatever capacity, whether it's family, friends, whatever. When, you know, when things, if you think about something, somebody has to do to forgive you, right? Um, or, or vice versa in this way, if you're asking for forgiveness, you do know that it must have been something that hurt, that was hurting, mm-hmm. was hurtful because other things you wouldn't even care. Like if somebody asked for forgiveness or not, because it didn't bother you. Right. right. So you, you think about it that way. It's not so much like, oh, he ate my sandwich. It's not like yeah. that. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe some people will take it that deep, but other things that really, transpire between family and friends that type of forgiveness takes time and 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 you have to be sincere about it what is the what is the hardest thing that you guys had to forgive somebody for me i think it was the people who killed my brother that for me it was the hardest thing yeah i I can only imagine what that i don't even know how i would deal Um, with that to be honest yeah Yeah, because it takes a toll on you right and then you're the only (sighs) one at home obviously having anxiety you're the only one crying all the time when you see pictures you're the only one when you hear voices that remind you of your brother so it takes an like an emotional um, and mental toll on you so when you choose to forgive it's not for the perpetrator forgiveness is for you and sometimes we feel like when we forgive well no they don't deserve it well they didn't ask but what we need to understand in is in some cases they will never ask. An apology will never come. And if that's what you're basing your forgiveness on, you're going right. to be carrying a grudge for the rest of your life. Yeah. 
right? So we have to also remember that certain situations, you will never get a redemption. Somebody will never come and say to you, I am repenting. I'm sorry. I'm remorseful for what I have done. You will never get an apology. And so it should not be connected, right? Mm -hmm. Whether you forgive or not, it should not be connected to whether somebody's asking, you know, for your forgiveness or apologizing. Um, so, Anna, what about you guys? Well, well, both of you, really. What What was the hardest thing you guys had to forgive somebody? If you think, think you have to think about it. Yeah, I think the first thing that comes to mind is forgiving my dad for breaking our family, really. Um, mm-hmm. My parents were married for 36 years. And mm-hmm. we were such a close-knit family. Like, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, people who know us and used to come to our home, like, till this day, like, in Gambia, certain people don't know that my parents are no longer married. And when they find out, it's like, what? Like, mm-hmm. they're in shock. My parents were friends. Like, they were husband and wife, but they were friends. And when my dad broke our family, mm-hmm. man, it broke my heart. Because mm-hmm. it... it it threw everyone just, we were all shocked and the dynamics in the family change, you know, amongst the siblings, like, and then like, oh, who's on dad's side and who's on mom's mm-hmm. side. And, and if you wanted to keep a relationship with the both of them, like, what did that mean? Like, it was yeah. a lot. And I mm-hmm. think it literally took us two years to come to like, a good place where everybody was okay with the decisions that they took and the relationships they were going to forge moving forward, both with, with both parents, but also amongst us uh, as siblings. Mm. Um, And yeah. And I, and I think forgiving my dad took a lot, but um, Mm -hmm. I did not, I did not rush it. And I feel like he was also very patient in waiting for us to get over mm-hmm. the hurt. And he was just in a place of like, I'm here. I'm sorry. I'm here. I'm sorry. Like he wasn't lashing out like, you don't know what I've been through. Or like, right. he wasn't mm-hmm. trying to justify anything. He wasn't trying to be like, you know, or, or hide behind a reason. He was just like, I'm here and I'm sorry. I'm here and I'm sorry. And I think that really helped with, with forgiving him and getting to a place where I was like, yeah, I've done my internal check. And I've dealt with the complex feelings of hurt, but mm. I can, I can move forward because my dad's not just my dad. My dad is my friend. Mm. Like that's my guy. So mm-hmm. I really, it, it really shook me to my core when our family broke apart. So that's mm. one of the hardest things that I had to forgive. That's a big oh, yeah. one. Yeah, that's, that's a huge one. I mean, as you were saying, I was just sitting here thinking, I was like, you know what? Some people have done some messed up shit to me in my life because <laughs> I, I couldn't choose. I was like, damn. Um, you know, from friends, um, from, you know, obviously for me too. And I thought about it at first. I was like, I think it was my dad when he married, a, you know, at some point a second wife, even though they were, they, they didn't last long. Um, because that's what I felt. Um, I remember having a conversation with my dad and telling him, um, it's almost like he just told me that he, he like somebody told me that he died because I feel mm-hmm. like life as we, as we know it didn't exist anymore. 
And that broke his heart. Like I remember, like his voice, man. Yeah, I'll never forget those days. I mean, it was it was bad. We we went through a lot with the family because mm-hmm. I just couldn't believe it. Like, what the heck was my dad thinking? Obviously, you know. Mm. But anyway, I thought you know to forgive him. But even though it was painful, I wouldn't say that I held it because the the love that I have for my father you know, nobody could take away from, it was just, it's like he broke my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't change. I don't think he still loved him. Yeah. It was like, he didn't need to apologize, but I think more so he needed to apologize to my mom. It wasn't for us. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when I think about, you know, I was thinking that as you guys are talking and thinking all like some really good friends would have done to me, they shouldn't have done to me in the past. And I'm kind of moved on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and I was just thinking as you, again, you guys are talking, I'm thinking, do I have a weak heart? Like, why do I have so much compassion for people? And, you know, after they've done shit, I just forgive. And I'm like, am I forgiving them like that easily? Or is it just because, you know, I just understand maybe, like it's just for me maybe emotionally I don't know but it's very difficult for me to say that I that I have like I'm holding something against somebody for a long time I may be mad for maybe a couple days maybe a week if that but I don't hold it like if I if I have if I have it I know I mean seriously if I sit down and I think about it give me a couple days if that I'm done Mm mm-hmm I'm I'm done. I move on. I move on very quickly, very quickly. And that's where I was like, um, and I think because it's a lot of hurt that I've gone through, like I said, friendships, you know, family members, um, and then also learning a lot, you know, obviously being very highly spiritual in the Dean and then understanding, you know, why forgiveness is so important if we're asking for Mm -hmm. forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And so maybe, maybe that's where that is coming from where I'm just like I just I, I move on very quickly now forgetting is the different case but I move on very quickly and um, there's something about family like you said and I know things are different but for me with family um, and family as in i.e. like you know my children my parents you know even siblings I I don't hold it I can't the love I have for them it's so it's so much bigger than what they would do to hurt me. And I don't know how I could, maybe because I've never done th- something that would be so, you know, such maybe heavy or whatever, mm-hmm. but I cannot imagine like holding something like I would for- like, you know, I don't know. I can't, I, I, I don't hold it. Well, I mean, I guess even it, with it, my it... husband, like even oh, with my ahead. husband, like, you know, um, how you, um, you know how people will get mad at their spouse or something and you're just like I'm so mad at you like I'll get mad don't get me wrong I get so pissy but this like if I look at him I'm just like uh-uh, I can't <laughs> I can't be mad <laughs> like I just forgive you know it's it's not worthy and then I think about you know life is so short one day you're here next day you're gone like is it worth it after all to just hold so much animosity and so much madness and so much anger inside of you is it worth it so that's why I release it I don't keep it I don't keep it oh man well I mean I guess it depends right on what it is we're talking about 
because you know they're they're asking people to forgive things that may be unforgivable like if somebody were to kill your only child no that i don't know child that's no, what that, I'm that's saying. That's a whole nother different ballgame. So that's people what that I'm are saying. going to be listening yeah. to this podcast are going to have to deal with different layers right. of exactly. forgiveness that yeah. we may not even comprehend to begin with, right? And so basic things like, you know, you, ha- you get into a tiff with a family member, or your sister, or your husband, those are basic everyday things. You're going to, um, you know, hurt each other's feelings and you're going to have to ask for forgiveness and move on. So those basic things are things I don't dwell on for too long. I get, I'll get upset for a little bit and I'm done. I move on even with my husband. Right. Um, So for my husband, he never really, this is a, a funny thing. I always remind him. He never apologizes. So what he has ways of apologizing without verbally apologizing. Do you know what I mean? Is Gambian then? No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's Gambian. You know, Gambian people will be like, hey, I'm sorry. Never that. Gambian Never. Will be like, hey, my honey bunny. Oh, hey. Everything else. <laughs> Something except else, but you know. Yeah. He'll come sit down with me, hold my hand, yeah. rub yeah. my head. The words yeah. are not coming out, but he's doing everything else. Yeah. you know you know and you're he my heart feel, yeah and then he'll feel remorseful um you know maybe make me breakfast just so i feel like so for him it's more of an action thing that he would do to show you that hey i'm sorry that i hurt your feelings i'm sorry for what i said you know which i understand i'm more of a um a verbal type of person so i i say things to if I hurt somebody I will verbally say hey I'm sorry I've had somebody ask for my forgiveness recently like last year and they poured their heart out and they said I'm, I'm sorry that you know in general they were very gen- generic with their apology and I had to actually stop them and remind them that they are being generic in their apology right I said mm-hmm. I'm sorry um, what exactly are you asking forgiveness for because I needed to hear that before I could move on to what you're asking me to do. You're asking me to forgive you. I would need you to tell me what you're sorry for. And I made them tell me what they were sorry for. And once they were able to do that, I said, okay, you are forgiven. But I needed to hear them take accountability and say right. that. Right? right? You can't just mm-hmm. kind of foo-foo your way into, oh, I'm sorry because we're family. No, what are you sorry for? Because mm-hmm. I need, I need mm-hmm. you to take accountability and we can't just keep forgiving for the same action over and over and over. At some mm-hmm. point, there mm-hmm. needs to be boundaries. I mm-hmm. agree. For right? Sure. So mm-hmm. I think that for everybody, it looks different. Some people, mm-hmm. you know, we may say, well, you know, since you're family, we always have to forgive family. Uh, not if you steal my husband, you ain't forgiven. Uh-huh. No, that one, no. Like, no, there's no, certain no, no. things that if you do as a family, I, I don't expect family to do things like that, right? Mm-hmm. If, I, right. If, I, if I see you as a family member do things that I will never comprehend or expect a family member to do or treat me in that manner, yo, I, I can drop folks off and you never existed in my space anymore after that. 
I do and you know that. what, Nafi? I think that's okay. We need yeah. to normalize I because agree. sometimes, especially in the African communities, we forgive to keep the peace. And people mm-hmm. pleasing mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. so unhealthy for your mental health. And yeah. a lot of us in our family setups, we will forgive just to keep the peace, right? And when you do that, you don't get to process your pain. You don't get to rebuild trust. So when you decide to, right. to, to do that, you have to remember to show up differently in your relationships. You, mm-hmm. cause some people will show you who they are. I don't mm. care if it's your mom, your sister, your mm, brother. Girl. Show up differently because forgiving just to keep the peace you're harming yourself. You are harming yourself. You continue to betray yourself. And then you have to live with you. So Mm -hmm. I feel like Jaruko, I don't care Mm -hmm. how much Mm -hmm. I love my family members. I will not forgive you just Mm -hmm. to keep the peace. And I'm also the kind of person that I speak the truth. Speaking the Mm -hmm. truth will always get you in trouble. No matter Mm -hmm. what set up whether it's in friendships at work in, yeah. in your family the truth yeah. teller the, the the person who says it like it is yeah you always get in trouble yeah however don't just bite your tongue so that everyone we could just have this thanksgiving dinner and everybody go home and let's just like pretend yeah. everything is okay yeah. like, but it's not authentic it's not, it's not, and I don't thrive in those uh, environments. So what I will do is I'll remove myself from it. And I'm mm-hmm. perfectly okay with not showing up for your Thanksgiving dinners. I'm perfectly okay with not coming to your eat dinner, your eat lunch. Because if what we're going to do is play pretend while we all smell the stank, I don't want any part of it. And I yeah. think that's okay, right? Yeah. No, and well, you know what else it does is if we do this blanketed, Oh, I forgive you. Oh, forgive me kind of bull crap. But it's not no, like yeah, sincere. That's, cool. that's the reason why every time we have an argument, we bring up the same old shit because it mm-hmm. has not been dealt with. Mm-hmm. It has not mm-hmm. been processed. And yep. we have not forgiven. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like if we have to bring up the same thing. When I was in third grade, remember when you broke my leg? Girl, we have not yep. moved on. Yep. And that's because we have this blanket that of forgiveness so where... Everybody's like, you know, forgive them. And and as Muslims, right, we're supposed to forgive. And so you mm-hmm. have this conflict where you don't feel like Anna said, you don't feel heard. The person has not owned up and taken accountability. So mm-hmm. you're still hurting inside. But outside, everybody else is telling you that you must be the bigger person and forgive mm-hmm. them, whether it's an infidelity where your husband has cheated and everybody then rains down on you, whether it's from the imam, your uncle, your dad, your mom. Everybody comes to your house and say, well, who the hell are you to not forgive? You have to forgive. You must forgive. Mm-hmm. And you get pressured and, and bullied into forgiving when you don't truly mean it. Right. Absolutely. Right? I'm so glad you said it. I'm so glad you said the word because Mm -hmm. they bully you Mm -hmm. into forgiveness. You will go into the imam's uh, um, office, whatever his space is, with your cheating ass husband and you report your husband and your husband will literally sit there and watch the imam bully you into forgiveness, knowing that he did you wrong. Let's Mm -hmm. talk about it. It happens all the time. And people Mm -hmm. who experience religious guilt, 
And whether it's behavioral addiction or substance addiction, many Muslims don't feel like they can talk to their family, their friends, or their faith leaders, right? Mm -hmm. When it comes to their, their misuse or addiction, because it makes them feel shameful. They feel isolated or they feel like they're lonely. And mm -hmm. to break the cycle of religious guilt, it always has to start with forgiving yourself. I'm going to keep going back to that mm -hmm. self-forgiveness mm -hmm. because I mm -hmm. feel like when you forgive yourself, you don't care what the fuck the imam has to say or your older brother or your or your husband. You forgiving yourself, that's where it starts. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's between you and God. This very imam you're sitting here, who you're looking for forgiveness from, guess what? He's mm -hmm. over there doing all the shit he ain't supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. Because he's human, just like you. Why are you laughing, Nafi? <laughs> like, not the imam now. Y'all know, I don't know what part of the world you all are in right now, but mm -hmm. you all know I'm still fasting over here. <laughs> don't be talking about my damn imam, okay? <laughs> I'm like, look, don't don't make them write you on what's on Gambia next tomorrow. I totally get what you're saying. And I, I, I totally receive it as well. You know, I was just frustrated. That's why I was saying it like this. But I totally agree with you 100%, Anna, in that. And not just in cheating husbands, in so many instances mm -hmm. where women or children, or anybody in the community, go to the, the, the imam for refuge, whether it's my husband, my, my <laughs> uncle is, my uncle is, is, is uh, sexually abusing me, my, my, you know, my, 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 whoever, husband beats me, or this mm -hmm. and this and that, we are pretty much bullied into forgiving these people, and accepting what they're doing, without any accountability, uh -huh. without them saying, I'm sorry, or without discussing this behavior for there to be a behavioral change, mm -hmm. right? So we're just expected as Muslims, you have to forgive is what they say, right? Mm -hmm. Also, mm -hmm. as Muslims, there needs to be accountability is what I say to the imam. You know Absolutely. what I mean? That's mm -hmm. what we have to say back to them. Yes, we are supposed to be forgiving, but also in Islam, it says people need to be accountable for what they do. If you wrong somebody, you need to take accountability and you need to ask. You cannot just be blanketedly forgiven because you expect me as a Muslim that I need to forgive you. We're mm -hmm. supposed to be forgiving people, but it also, we need to be teaching people to ask for forgiveness in the right way. Absolutely. That's okay. all I got. That's all I got. Because right. you know, I'm already, I got hypoglycemia. I'm shaking. My eyes are closing. <laughs> Ooh, child. And, and you're fasting on top of all of that? Well, I'll tell you this, you know, at the end of the day, you know what your heart can take and what you can level up. Um, you know, so if, if, if forgiveness doesn't come as easy, then you just take it at your own pace and what your head, what your heart and your health can really handle. Mm. Um, you just know that obviously all that just creates a lot of stress. And try to avoid putting yourself in certain situations or relationships that you know you're going to have to deal with all these forgiveness. Because there are certain toxic relationships that you know every time you go into it, you have to feel like you expected to forgive somebody. You know there are certain family members mm -hmm. that you know they go in, they come in with drama, they mm -hmm. come in with stress, they come in with everything else. They're not mm -hmm. as, sim as simple as your kids or your husband that you can kind of easily like, okay, whatever, right? 
Um, so try to avoid those and just, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've done that where, you know, family members that I know that literally give me anxiety or stress, I just love them from afar because if I don't do that, I wouldn't have the sanity I need. Even though I love them to death, I can't have them in my life all the time because you'll mm-hmm. have to figure out a way to forgive them all the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And that energy, that level of energy, that stress, you just can't deal with it. And I, and I rather, I choose myself. Yeah, I choose my, my kids, I choose my, my health, my, my family. Yeah. Um, I just can't, you know, so, but, you know, if there's things that you don't have to sweat, forgive easily if you can, yeah. you know, that that's all you can do so that you can open gates for yourself, you know, when you ask and repent for your own, yeah. you know, things that you wrong do, you know, you do knowingly and unknowingly so what can you yeah. do i just feel like those things that they sent over for ramadan they just sending it's just it's just culture i guess you just send it over but to be honest i'd rather you just pray to god and be like god mm. forgive me for all these sins that i've done knowing and unknowingly than you sending it to me because i have no idea what you've done honey yeah i mean right. i i i have to say that my take home for for this um, forgiveness journey. It's that it, it is a journey. Forgiveness is a process. And um, we forgive. And when we do forgive, it's not condoning actions or excusing or, um, you know, uh, or for, you know, getting what the person who's wronged you has done. Forgiveness is simply just to restore one's peace in my mind. And so I, I, I think that, like Anna said it so eloquently, we have to forgive ourselves and, and, and give ourselves grace, you know, mm-hmm. because forgiveness yeah. starts with us. Sometimes we hold on to a lot of guilt and not forgive ourselves. So in order to forgive others, right, if we must, before we forgive others, we have to forgive ourselves. That's where we begin. And I think that we have to forgive in order to be forgiven as well by God. So, right. you know, we do wrong just like others do wrong as well. So if we expect um, God to forgive us, we must in turn have it in our hearts or hold it in our hearts to be able to forgive others who have wronged us as well. And that's my take home. I, I love that, Nafi. And all I can add to that is that while forgiving people is better than holding grudges. I'm like you, uh, our Mary. Mm-hmm. I forgive so quickly. I'm a crier. So man, once mm-hmm. I cry, I'm over it. I cry and then <laughs> I'm done. Um, and in some cases, you know, forgiveness can be unhealthy if, mm-hmm. if it's going to harm you and your mental health in the long term. So to that, I say to people, process your pain. Mm-hmm. Slowly find the time to rebuild trust. And more importantly, show up differently in these relationships. Mm-hmm. You cannot keep showing up as the way you keep showing up and they continue to hurt you. You keep mm-hmm. showing up the same way. They slam the door in your face. You're hurt. You Like, you've got to sit with yourself. I did this mm-hmm. exercise where I sat in front of the mirror and I said to myself, moi, I forgive you for this, that, that I forgave myself for parts mm-hmm. I played in certain relationships falling apart. I forgave mm-hmm. myself for the part I played in my divorce falling apart. My, my first marriage falling apart. I forgive myself for things I did when I was in Gambia, like mm-hmm. running to, 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 mm-hmm. I forget the name of the mini mart. And we used to steal diaries, you know, the diaries with the keys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we used to steal those and we'll run home with them. <laughs> 
was admitted to going to jail. Honey. Oh, girl, let me tell you, my 11 year old self was there stealing these diaries. You know, um, I'm a writer and I love to write, and these diaries were so cute, but did yeah. it make it okay? No, but I sat in front of the mirror and I, I looked in the mirror and I said all these things I've done the ugly things that nobody will ever know that I've done yeah. but I forgave myself and it frees you and I think it starts there so Nafi you're right let's start with self-forgiveness and our Mary you're right choose you put yourself mm-hmm. first prioritize mm-hmm. you and mm-hmm. your mental health before you mm-hmm. even start with my husband did my children did my dad did it mm-hmm. starts with you amen yeah, man. Well, till next time, y'all. I'm about to go. Iftar is waiting. Good night. All right. Good night. <laughs> good night. <laughs>